0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Podfic Pals. My name is Mia, and today I will be reading the fic that I wrote originally for the Writer Corner Cafe Secret Santa Exchange 2022. It is called All I Know is I'm in Trouble Because the Atmosphere is So Cold, and it was written for Liz, who is known as Only the Clouds on AO3. My URL on AO3 is we are the Same with underscores between every word, and you can also find me on Tumblr at so com with dashes between every word. This fic is 8.4k long, it is rated teen and up, and the relationships are Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, and Zayn Malik and Liam Payne. Additional tags are college slash university AU, winter, Christmas, ski trip, enemies to friends to lovers, and getting stuck on a ski lift. There is no angst, but a healthy dose of character development, cold weather, and snow. The summary is as follows. While on a holiday with his best mate Zane, Louis meets Harry, who seems to dislike him from the start. It's just his luck he ends up getting stuck on a ski lift with Harry. Except maybe the universe knows better, and he really is lucky. Alright, the next people can come up, the instructor calls, and Louis dutifully takes a step forward when the man points at him and calls, you two, though he stops in his tracks the moment he sees who else is stepping forward, Harry. Of course it just has to be him. It's fucking fitting, considering this entire holiday has been spectacularly awful. And Louis had been so excited about it, too. Going on a skiing trip for Christmas, and more importantly his birthday, with one of his best and oldest friends had sounded like a dream come true after the semester he'd had. The semester that still wasn't technically over until February, and Louis knows that he'll have to go straight back to cramming for exams once he gets back, but for a few days... He'd get to forget all about it and just have the time of his life. So much for that. He'd known it the moment he saw the way Zane looked at Liam that first night in the bar, the moment he saw the way Liam looked back. And listen, Louis isn't a grinch. He doesn't begrudge his best friend a little holiday romance, or even a sneaky hookup in one of their cabins. Louis is more than content to pop in his AirPods and pretend that he is in a universe of his own, because he knows it's far too cold to hook up outside, and there's not really anywhere else to go. But he just figured that they'd spend at least some time together. Like, the two of them kind of together. Instead, there's suddenly a foursome. Instead, it's Liam and Zane, and then the two spares, who by default are condemned to spend time together. And it's not like Louis had been all that against spending time with Liam's admittedly very handsome friend, but, well they'd sort of gotten off on the wrong foot, to say the least. In Louis' defense, he'd been about four beers into his night, and he'd made this stupid joke that he can't even remember, but the way that Harry had looked at him, Louis had immediately felt judged. He'd felt like he'd disappointed Harry. Worse, that Harry actively disliked him, and well, it hasn't gotten much better since then. And eventually, Louis started trying to avoid spending too much time with him, because he's tired of Harry's snide comments, his need to always have the last word, though he isn't sure that Harry just flat-out ignoring him wouldn't be worse. So now, when the four of them go out, he's the one that either goes ahead or stays behind, that always makes sure to sneak ahead in the queue for the ski lift, just so he won't have to spend a terse five minutes pressed up against Harry in a metal death contraption. He knows that he isn't really giving Harry a chance to make things better between them, but then. Harry doesn't particularly look like he wants to be given a chance. He certainly doesn't look as though he's about to apologize, so Louis doesn't much care about being nice. He does try, for Zane's sake though, to at least be nice to Liam, to be a better friend than Zane is at the moment. Though Louis knows he can't actively blame Zane when he has basically told him, of course he can come with us. But in his defense, he hadn't figured that Zane would take that to mean he can come with us all the time. Louis pinches the bridge of his nose as he realizes that there's no subtle way to get out of spending some time in the lift with Harry, so he just offers him a terse smile as they sit down side by side in the ski lift. Louis is glad for the thick gear he's wearing, because even when they're pressed together he isn't able to feel the heat of Harry's body. He's not altogether sure why that matters, but he just knows that it does. Snuggling deeper into his coat, he waits for the jolt that tells him they're being pulled up in the air, victims of the elements for the next few minutes. He gives Zane a little wave, watches the way he stands close to Liam, his heart involuntarily constricting with fondness for his friend. Zane really does deserve the world, in Louis's opinion, and he thinks that he should probably stop trying to be such a twat to Harry, because he knows that it's going to upset Zane if it hasn't already. They do make a lovely couple, don't they, he says in an attempt to at least be civil over the course of their ride. "'If it's all the same to you, I'd rather not talk,' Harry responds, in this short and impatient tone, and Louis can't help but bristle. "'What a fucking twat! What an absolute knobhead!' Louis instantly regrets even considering being nice to him, and turns towards him, mouth already open to give him a piece of his mind when the lift jolts again, coming to a sudden halt halfway up the mountain." Louis instinctively grabs hold of the bar, his stomach lurching when the lift swings a bit, and he's suddenly forcibly reminded of the fact that they're pretty high up in the air. Still, his priority is with confronting Harry, not with the lift that he assumes will start moving again in a minute. What, he says hotly, is your problem? Harry looks a little green. Harry looks a little green, and if Louis wanted to be a twat right back, he'd say something incredibly rude, like... How high up do you think we are? Despite the fact that he's both pale and green at the same time, Harry still manages to send him a glare. It's honestly a little impressive, and it would be a little bit funny if Louis wasn't fuck-who-knows-how-many-feet up in the air, stuck with someone that, if he'd been in primary school, he would have labeled his arch-enemy. You, Harry grits out. In case that wasn't clear, you are my problem. That and... He waves at his surroundings, before quickly grabbing hold of the bar again when it makes the lift move, his fingers so tight around it that they're going white. I hate heights. Louis frowns. You hate heights, but you're on a ski lift, he points out. Scratch that. You're going skiing. How do you... Liam asked me, Harry interrupts tersely. He told me he really wanted to go skiing, and would I please come with him, because he didn't want to go alone and I... He sighs, shifting a tiny bit, and, is that a whimper? Louis suddenly can't help but feel a little bit sorry for him. I said I'd come with, Harry continues, breathless, because Liam's my best mate, and even ten years in I've never managed to say no when he gives me those puppy eyes. Louis snorts softly. I can see that, he says, nodding a bit to himself. He keeps his attention on Harry, because even though he doesn't have the same fear of heights that Harry seems to have, He doesn't need to look down at the dizzying nothing between their feet and the ground. Zane's the same. He asked me to come along, too. Said it'd be nice. We would spend Christmas together. My b He stops himself. Frowns. At this rate, it's going to be me in the cabin alone, and the two of them being off God knows where. It sounds bitter, and Harry lifts his eyes up to meet Louis's gaze. You don't sound pleased, he says, and Louis shrugs carefully. I mean- It's not the holiday I planned for. I love Zane, and I want him to be happy, but, well, neither of us were really looking for this, were we? He gestures between the two of them, wondering if Harry's going to go back to being snappy now that he's reminded of who exactly he's stuck on a lift with. They always say that you should never go on holiday with your mates, because it changes things, and I don't- like, I don't want it to be true- And I know that if I told Zane how I was really feeling, he'd do whatever he could to make sure I was having a good time. But like, I don't know. He's had a shit time of it this past year. It's nice seeing him happy. Even at your own expense? Harry asks. And Louis tries to decipher his tone. It's not doubtful, like Harry doesn't believe him. It's just... curious, almost. Like it's something he wouldn't have expected from Louis. Louis wonders just how much of a twat Harry thinks he is. He just pinches his lips together for a moment, before giving a sheepish shrug. I guess, he says quietly, I've never been very good at putting myself first. Maybe that's because I've got such a big family. I've got six siblings. There's only so much opportunity to be selfish. He looks at Harry. How about you? Did Liam play on your sense of responsibility too? Harry stays quiet for a moment and Louis sees something frustrated and closed off in his expression. It almost makes him want to take the question back, makes him want to be petulant and childish, maybe prompt the ski lift to swing a little bit just to annoy Harry. But Harry sighs before Louis can be an absolute asshole. I guess, he says quietly. I mean, it's not the big family thing. I've only got one sister, and she's older than me. But Liam's... he's never had a lot of friends, and he doesn't ever really ask for anything. So when he did, I felt bad saying no to him, you know? You're a pushover, Louis notes with a certain amount of amusement, though he bites down on his lip to keep himself from smiling when Harry shoots him a dark look at that. Hey, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm not... I didn't mean it in a bad way. He frowns for a moment. What is your deal, anyway? Like, why do you insist on hating me? I don't hate you. Harry sounds a little incredulous at that, and Louis wants to look at him, wants to scrutinize his face, because that has to be a lie. And besides, Harry sounds a little flustered now, you are the one who started it. Louis blinks. Are you five? He asks. That's what you're going to go with? That I started it? Are you forgetting that you had it in for me from the get-go? Harry makes an affronted sound. Did not, he says, and for a moment he's quiet, and then... Oddly enough, he giggles. It's this sort of hiccup sound that shouldn't be half as endearing as it is, and Louis watches with a small bit of delight as Harry's eyes become a little bit brighter, even though his fingers are still clinging to the bars with all their might. Fuck, okay, that does make me sound like him 5 Harry concedes. It does, Louis says, unable to keep himself from smiling a little bit too. Harry has a nice laugh. He has a nice face, if Louis is honest with himself. I'm glad you're not actually five. It would be sort of creepy. For a grown-ass adult like Liam to be friends with me, you mean? That's... That wasn't entirely what I was thinking of, Louis admits. But yes, let's keep it at that, because that's a far better answer than what I was thinking. He doesn't need to tell Harry that he thinks his face is nice. Not when they've only just somewhat started to stop bickering. Part of Louis almost feels disappointed, because he loves bickering. He loves being able to banter with someone, though, granted, usually not with the same heat as he'd done with Harry. He doesn't like being actively antagonistic, but something in Harry just brings it out in him. Okay, he says. So if you're not five, and you didn't have it in for me from the get go, then why were you such an asshole towards me? He hesitates for a moment. Which, yes, I'll admit, I was an asshole too. Harry cocks his head. You know, Coming from you, that almost sounds like an apology, he says, and Louis squints at him. Harry still looks incredibly green and like he's two seconds from feigning, so he decides to give him the benefit of the doubt and not assume that Harry is still trying to rile him up. You kind of were an asshole, Harry continues, and Louis can tell that he's trying very hard not to look at anything around him, which only leaves him with the option of looking directly at Louis. It's kind of overwhelming being the sole recipient of his attention. It also kind of makes Louis feel like he's floating, though he gladly attributes that to the high altitude and the fact that they're just sort of hovering in midair. And yeah, I was one too. I just, I was in a bad mood that first day because, well, it's sort of embarrassing, isn't it? Feeling your knees buckle when you're about to go off the kiddie slope. So I wasn't feeling all that joyful, and Liam said he'd cheer me up, but then, when we went out, he ran into Zane, and it was just over for us, I guess over, wait, Louis starts probably visibly confused because Harry lets out this honk of a laugh that's far too delightful. Louis can't help but snicker in response, shifting a bit, which makes the ski lift wobble, which in turn transforms Harry's laugh into an aborted, panicked sound. Louis immediately reaches to steady Harry, his hand on his shoulder, hey. It's okay, he says, this soothing tone that he's used to talking in when it comes to his younger siblings. You're okay. Nothing's gonna happen. Why can't they get us off this lift, Harry whispers almost desperately, and Louis wonders about that too for a moment. I mean, I don't think they can get a crane up the side of this mountain, he says practically. He doesn't say that even if they could, he doesn't think Harry's going to be able to make his limbs move from the ski lift onto a platform not when they're this high up in the air. Harry must have been thinking along the same lines because he makes another noise before gulping in a few quick lungfuls of cold air. Louis waits and watches him try to calm himself, almost feels like smiling a bit when Harry manages and turns towards him. No, Harry says, and when Louis just blinks at him, Harry allows himself the tiniest of smiles. Me and Liam, that wasn't how I meant it. It just kind of... I felt like, what was the point of me being there, you know? Because he has only had eyes for Zane from that point on. And I love that for him, honestly, I do. Because they're adorable, even if it's somewhat nauseating. And if anyone deserves to be happy, it's Liam. And Zane. And Zane, Harry tacks on, smiling a little bit. I'll take your word for that. So yeah, I was in a bad mood, and then you came in with that stupid comment about how you figured we should hook up too because Zane had made his choice and you got the leftovers? Fuck. Louis pinches the bridge of his nose. I said that? No wonder my brain elected to make me forget what I said that night, he says quietly. Shit, that must have been a terrible first impression. He can't believe that he said that. Except he totally can because it is exactly the kind of dumb comment he'd make. It's something Zane would have laughed at, but Zane's his best mate and he knows how Louis would have meant it. He can hardly blame Harry for not realizing that he was just making a joke, just attempting to look past his own disappointment and frustration over the holiday taking an unexpected turn and trying to lighten the mood. It wasn't the best, no, Harry says dryly. He squeaks when the lift suddenly makes this sort of ominous noise that, to be fair, also makes Louie feel a little queasy. He tightens his hand on Harry's shoulder. Doesn't help that it's not the first time I've heard it. Liam's always been the one people come up to in bars. You wouldn't believe the amount of times I've had to make awkward conversation with another reject while some guy was trying to chat Liam up. He frowns. In his defense, he usually doesn't realize what's going on, and the moment he does figure it out he'll make sure to make me part of the conversation, but that isn't usually the most fun either. Louis's eyebrows have migrated to somewhere in the vicinity of his hair. I hope you don't mind me asking, he says, but what the fuck kind of backwards town are you all from if you're getting rejected left and right? Not that Liam isn't good-looking. "'Zane certainly seems to think he is, "'if the way they'd sucked face that first night was any indication. "'Like, if anyone opened an eyeworks in your town, "'that'd be a gold mine, "'because clearly the majority of blokes your age need glasses.' "'A small giggle escapes from Harry's lips. "'There's also a small curl peeping out "'from underneath the hood of his ski suit. "'And even completely bundled up, "'with red cheeks and a pink nose, "'he looks utterly lovely. "'Stop,' Harry says.' but for once there's nothing dismissive in his tone. I don't think I can handle you going from a complete asshole to someone who's flirting with me in the span of half an hour. Louis snorts. Well, in my defense, apparently I was also flirting with you when you thought I was a complete asshole. He resists the urge to shrug his shoulder, not wanting to risk the ski lift moving again. I'm just saying, you're not at all bad to look at. He pauses. But anyway, I am sorry, Harry. My mum's always said that I don't have a filter, and that I shouldn't stick my foot in it, but clearly I did. And I really am sorry that it got us off on the wrong foot. He wants to extend his hand to Harry, offer it to him to shake as a symbol of their truce. But it's sort of nice to grip onto Harry's shoulder. Still, it seems like the right sort of thing to do, though the moment he makes even the smallest motion, Harry's hand is suddenly tight on his thigh. Don't, he pleads with him, his voice coming out soft, gritted out. You keep moving. Shit. Louis very, very slowly shifts his hand off Harry's shoulder and onto the one on his thigh. Hey, he says again, his voice soft, hopefully radiating a calm he doesn't quite feel. It's going to be okay. He said it before, and Harry didn't fully respond to it then, but that was also before Louis apologized so maybe Harry's now more likely to not dismiss his words right off the bat. Though from the look of it, he's not sure Harry's even heard him. He's breathing in and out in a way that's so measured that it almost makes Louis's lungs hurt, and Louis wishes that he could take off his glove and tangle his fingers with Harry's just to give him something to focus on. Tell me about yourself, he says instead. Harry looks up at him, his pupils wide, adrenaline clearly coursing through his system. What? Louis very deliberately does not shrug. Tell me about yourself, he encourages. We're stuck here, you're clearly panicking, and the last thing either of us needs is for you to have a full-on panic attack. You can't exactly go for a walk and trick your body into thinking that you've successfully fled the situation by giving it the dopamine or whatever it needs, so we're going to have to approach it another way. If you focus on talking to me, you're going to calm down your heart rate and you're going to realize that you're safe. "'Safe,' Harry squeaks. "'How am I safe when we're God knows how many feet up in the air and we're stuck? "'What if we're stuck here for hours? "'How long has it been? "'What if we freeze to death? "'What if we fall?' "'Harry.' "'Louis wishes he could wrap him up in a hug, "'but he doesn't know Harry well enough to guess how he'd react. "'Plus, he's pretty sure that if he moves the lift again, "'Harry is going to either throw up on him or push him off. "'Breathe, darling. "'I'm not going to let anything happen to you, yeah?' Yes, we're stuck. No, I don't know how long it's going to last, but even when this ski lift feels less than sturdy, I promise you that it is going to keep us safe, okay? It's just the fact that we're dangling that makes you feel like you can fall out any minute. If we'd have been moving, you would have. Well, you would have still been scared of heights, but you wouldn't have been worried about the ski lift falling apart. Harry narrows his eyes at that, and Louie just hopes that his words don't make Harry's anxiety worse. It sucks, and I'm sure that you can think of many things you'd rather be doing than sitting up here, especially with me, but for now, you're going to need to talk to me. Tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your family. School? Are you in uni? Do you have a job? He prompts gently. Harry, bless him, manages to give him a small smile. Great. Not only am I stuck in a ski lift for who knows how long, I've also got to give an interview? Louis snorts at that. Well... I'd say that we could treat it like a date, but after the first impression I made, I doubt that'd be any more likely to calm you down. Which is a shame, really, because Harry is really rather beautiful when he smiles. He'll happily settle for just being friendly after this experience, though. It'd be nice to spend the remainder of his holiday feeling less like a duck out of water. You don't seem so bad right now, Harry manages, and Louis snorts again. Gee, thanks. I mean it, Harry insists. His smile a little bit wider now, though he maintains a vice-like grip on Louis's thigh. I'm not saying that it's a good thing this lift is stuck, because it really, really isn't. But I guess it at least gives us a chance to talk. Louis hums. You mean, it gives me a chance to apologize. I really am sorry, Harry. I know, Harry says. And from the tone of his voice, Louis realizes that he does know, that he's maybe even forgiven him for it. Okay. So, um, what did you ask again? School? Family? That sort of thing? Louis watches as he purses his lips, trying very hard to keep his breathing steady. I can do that. I can tell you about that. Harry lets out a nervous laugh. Though I hope that I won't run out of things to tell you before we can get off this damn lift. They don't run out of things to talk about though that has less to do with the amount of time that they're stuck on the lift, rapidly approaching hours now, and more to do with the fact that once they've gotten past the initial awkwardness, conversation flows easily. They actually have a lot in common, as it turns out. Not the basics, maybe, because their families are quite different and they aren't studying the same things or even have the same hobbies, but the things that are important, the things they care about, they're very much on the same page about them. They talk about life and love about Liam and Zane and friendships and what they want from the future. At some point, Harry removes his hand from Louis's thigh, and Louis almost mourns the loss, but he's mostly glad that Harry's breathing has evened out and that he doesn't look so green anymore. They're both cold, huddled together for warmth, and Louis wonders how much longer it's going to take before either of them gets frostbite on their nose, but all in all, it's not terrible. He's still glad when they're finally rescued, though, when at last the lift is fixed, almost four hours in, and they're finally able to descend. They find Liam and Zane waiting for them at the top of the slope, and Louis has barely made it out of the ski lift before Zane wraps him up in a hug, all worried mum and softness that he doesn't usually show in public. His warmth is almost too much, but Louis still sinks into it gratefully, wrapping his own stiff arms around Zane's waist. "'You okay?' Zane breathes into his ear, and Louis shivers. "'Yeah,' he croaks. Could probably do with a shower, though. Like a two-hour-long one. I feel like my insides are frozen over. Zane pulls back enough to look at him, mittened hands pressing to the sides of Louis' face. You had me so worried, he whispers, his bottom lip trembling a bit. You had us both worried. Liam's voice is soft, his hand tender on Zane's waist, and Louis suddenly feels viciously grateful for him. He knows how much Zane worries, how close he must have come to panicking, and this is why Louis knows how to deal with panic attacks, because he knows Zane and has learned through experience what works and what doesn't. From the way he looks, Zane's been stressed, but he hasn't had a full-on panic attack, and Louis knows that Liam's responsible for that. Sorry, he says, managing a small grin as he wonders whether or not it's too soon to hug Liam. I guess the universe figured that me and Harry needed a chance to work out our issues. It's meant to be a joke, but from the way the tips of Zane's ears color, it's something he's considered as well. Zaney? Zane shrugs a shoulder, leaning against Liam a little bit, who wraps his arm around Zane's waist as though he's done it a million times. Liam's expression says it all, that he hopes to do it a million times more. It's really rather sweet. "'We did talk about ways to make sure that you'd sort your shit out,' Zane says. "'But before you ask, no, we didn't sabotage the lift.' Louis snorts. "'I didn't think that you would. "'Could, definitely, because it's scary how smart you are. "'But you'd never put other people out like that. "'Me, sure, but not an entire group of strangers. "'Not for hours, anyway.' "'Zane nods at that. "'Besides,' Louis continues, "'Harry's afraid of heights.' So even if you'd planned to do something like that, Liam would have stopped you. He meets Liam's eyes, the smile on his face making him look even more handsome, and okay, he sort of gets it now. Not that people would forego Harry to hit on Liam, but why they'd be drawn to him. Well, Zane says, either way, I'm glad that you seem to have worked out your issues. Though, sitting here waiting for you, we did sort of realize that we've kind of been assholes to you guys. He looks at Louis and then at Harry. So, we're sorry for being so selfish. This isn't the holiday any of us planned, and it's not fair to ask you guys to tag along just because we happen to meet one another. All right, all right. Louis holds up his gloved hands, rolling his eyes fondly. Stop. It's not that deep. You're in love, or on your way there, or whatever you want to call it. It's pretty obvious. I don't want to speak for Harry, but I'm pretty sure that both of us just want you to be happy. Doesn't mean we had to be twats about it, Liam interrupts, and Harry lets out a soft snort. Louis looks at him, at this beautiful boy that looks unsteady on his legs after hours of being up in the air, and he wonders if and when he'll be allowed to hug him. He knows it won't be right now, because both of them need a shower and some time to recover. But later, maybe. Hopefully. Lou's right, Harry says. It's nice seeing you like this, Liam's. And now that me and Louis have worked past our shit, as you so eloquently said it, there's no harm done. He pulls at his glove, taking it off in favor of rubbing at his nose. Though the same can't be said for that damn lift. I feel like I'll never be warm again. He gives Louis a soft sort of look before looking back at Liam. Any other heartfelt apologies are going to have to wait until I've had a long, hot shower. He chuckles a bit. See you later it's towards Louis as much as it is towards Zane, and Louis nods before Zane can speak up, before he can try and make up for how bad of a friend he thinks he's been, and insist that they spend time together as a duo. See you later, Haz. It's better, from there on out. They meet up for dinner, at Louis' insistence, because he knows Zane would never suggest it, not when he spent all day apart from Louis and realized that he'd been a less than perfect friend. And while Louis is nervous. Worried that the time apart has made Harry come to the conclusion that he's not able or willing to forgive Louis after all, that feeling of vague unease disappears the moment Harry smiles at him. They have dinner, and then they have drinks, and by the time Louis and Zane stumble back to their cabin, it's almost midnight. They have plans to meet Liam and Harry on the slopes the next morning, though Louis has an inkling that Harry would rather break both his ankles than get back in the ski lift. He's not surprised to find out that he's right when they meet up the next day. Harry has this tight set to his jaw, as though he's not going to let his fears get the best of him, but by the time they're in the queue, he's full-on trembling. "'Hey,' Louis says, gently nudging Harry even when he's addressing Zane. "'You know, looking at this thing, I'm not sure I'm quite ready to hit the slopes again. I might just head back to the cabin, if it's all the same to you.' Zane's eyes narrow minutely, his gaze shifting from Louis to Harry and back. "'Do you want me to come with you?' he asks." Louis shakes his head, smiling a little bit when he can see relief on Zane's face. Nah, he says. It's fine. You guys stay out. I know that, like, a fixed lift is probably the safest thing in the world, but tell that to my brain, right? He starts slowly taking off his skis, to give Harry some time to catch on to Louis's plan and decide whether or not he wants to face his fears. You know, Harry says, his voice sounding just a tad unstable, though it's layered over by relief. I didn't want to make a big deal out of this, but I think I might stay behind, too. Like Lou said, I'm not sure I'm ready to get back on the lift. I might just go back to the cabin, too, and read for a bit. Liam is watching them now, too, just like Zane was, and Louie feels completely transparent, though there's nothing in Liam's expression that makes him feel judged. In fact, he feels like he's managed to make Liam come around a little bit and like him, though he's not sure if that's because of yesterday or because of what's happening right now. "'All right,' Liam says softly. "'Just text us if you want us to come back. "'We could meet up for lunch later.' Harry nods at the same time as Louis does, and a few minutes later they find themselves shuffling out of the queue, watching Liam and Zane, who are already engrossed in conversation, their heads close together. "'You're right,' Harry says softly. "'They really do make a lovely couple.' Louis smiles at him. Harry smiles back, for a moment at least, though then his smile fades, leaving behind something that's just soft and almost fond. Hey, thanks, Harry says softly. I don't know if you... But I have the feeling that if it weren't for me about shitting my snowsuit just now, you'd have gone on the lift no problem. Maybe, Louis hedges, though the softness on Harry's face only spreads and he allows himself to nod. Okay, yeah. I could see that you weren't ready. I could also see that you weren't going to allow yourself to back out. Sorry if I, like... Decider for you or whatever. Louis, Harry says, smiling. I just thanked you. Why are you apologizing when I just thanked you? He shakes his head, and that's definitely fondness there now. If anything, I should be the one to say sorry for making you feel like you needed to miss a day on the slopes. Louis shrugs his shoulder with a casualness he doesn't really feel. It's fine, he says, trying not to get his hopes up too much. Hey, are you really set on reading that book? This, too, is not nearly as casual as he wants it to be, but looking up at Harry, at the sparkle in his eyes, he doesn't think Harry minds all that much. What did you have in mind? I've been told I make a mean hot chocolate, Louis offers, and then he almost panics, because they've just had breakfast, so Harry probably isn't in the mood for hot chocolate, but inviting him back to his cabin just because sounds like he's trying for something, and Harry's made it all too clear he isn't interested in anything Louis has to offer though maybe that was just because of how Louis approached it. Louis isn't sure, but he isn't going to take the risk. So he tries to figure out what else he can do, they can do, and his mouth works before his brain thought it through. We have Monopoly. He almost cringes, because what kind of young adult on a skiing holiday is going to want to waste their time playing Monopoly? But Harry almost lights up, and if he weren't wearing thick ski boots, Louis thinks he might have skipped a step or two. I love Monopoly, Harry says. And well, Louis sort of my two just now. It's just past midnight when there's a knock on their cabin door. Louis is just about to retire for the night. He's pretty sure he can hear Zane snoring in the other bedroom already. And for a moment he contemplates just ignoring the soft wrap of Knuckles in the wood. What if it's a serial killer? Or some drunk person that has mistaken their cabin for his own? Louis doesn't quite fancy dealing with anything when it's this late. And besides... It wouldn't do to get murdered on his birthday. There is a second knock while Louis waffles in the hallway, and then a soft but distinct, Lou? Louis is embarrassed to admit that he nearly slips despite his grippy socks in his haste to get to the door and open it. Has? He blinks into the darkness, Harry's beautiful smiling face immediately drawing him in. Are you? Is everything all right? Harry nods, his curls wild and beautiful, bits of snow in it, Though Louis soon realizes that the bits of white aren't melting, and is that flour? Happy birthday, Louis, Harry says, and then he holds out a cupcake a single chocolate cupcake with green frosting and a red and white candle. So that is flour in your hair, Louis says dumbly. He watches Harry blink, those lips parting, and shakes his head. Sorry, I. Come in, how did you? Harry shuffles inside stamping his boots on the welcome mat to get rid of as much snow as possible. He's still holding the cupcake in his hands, and Louis takes it from him to allow Harry to take off his shoes and his jacket. Louis just stands there in the hallway, in just his fuzzy pajama bottoms and a t-shirt, barefoot and with his hair in disarray. But when Harry looks up at him, there's something in his gaze that almost makes Louis feel beautiful. Liam told me, Harry says, once he's closed the door behind him and has hung up his jacket. Zane told him, and he told me, and I know that they're probably planning something, and sorry in advance for ruining that surprise, but I didn't want to wait. I just wanted... It's probably silly. He looks sheepish, and Louis shakes his head before the words have even fully sunk in. No, he says slowly, glancing from Harry to the cupcake and back. No, it's not silly. It's lovely. Harry blushes a little bit. I just figured, it's almost Christmas. Most people are probably only concerned with it being Christmas. And I was just thinking about how sad that must be, to have your birthday so close to Christmas, having it be on Christmas Eve, and how you deserve to not just celebrate Christmas, but also your birthday. And then I was thinking that maybe I could make you some cupcakes. And I know that they're sort of Christmassy, with the red and green, but these were the only candles I could find, and you told me how much you love mint chop chip, so... He runs out of steam, shrugs his shoulders with a sheepish sort of look. Happy birthday! You said that already, Louis says automatically though he can't stop himself from smiling at Harry's ramble, at his thoughtfulness. So you figured that you'd bring me a cupcake as soon as my birthday started? It makes him feel all warm and gooey inside, and Louis can't for the life of him worry about what that means, about how it has the potential to break his heart. Because Harry is here, and Harry baked for him, and he wants his birthday to mean something, and fuck, Louis might be a little bit enamored with him. Like I said, Harry whispers, silly. Louis shakes his head, his hand coming to a rest on Harry's arm. "'Like I said,' he whispers back. "'Lovely.' He looks up at him, because with how close they are he has to look slightly up to meet his eyes, though there's not too much of a height difference between them. Just enough that Louis would have to lift—no, he's not going to think about that. He clears his throat instead, moving backwards through the hallway, towards the small sitting room in their cabin. "'Come on,' he says." Saint's sleeping, but I can make us some tea and we can share the cupcake. Does Lee know where you are? Harry follows him blindly, sitting down on the couch as Louis goes to grab a plate for the cupcake before turning the kettle on. No, he says. He was already asleep when I left, but he knows that I was baking the cupcakes. I think he just figured that we'd bring them over when we celebrate your birthday later today. How'd I get this lucky? Louis muses, a teasing tone to his voice as he quickly boils some water and pours them some tea before coming to sit next to Harry on the couch. Not only are you actually the sweetest person alive, and I'm very happy that I got to figure that out, because I'd have hated to never find that out, but my best friend is happy and in love, and so is your best friend. And we only live about 15 minutes away from one another, Harry says. By tube, but still. I overheard Liam and Zane talking about it last night. They talked about meeting up once we're back home, maybe celebrating New Year's together. Louis can't help but feel warm and light at that prospect. That'd be nice, he says, carefully splitting the cupcake in two before licking at the frosting that's covering his fingers. Oh, but that's good! Did you make this? Harry nods, beaming with pride, and Louis allows that thought that he'd pushed to the back of his brain to resurface for a bit, now that he knows that Harry actually lives quite close to him, now that he knows that Liam and Zane, at least, have plans to see each other after this holiday and that it'd mean he doesn't have to come up with an excuse to interact with Harry. He allows his brain to picture what it would be like to kiss Harry, and just the thought is enough right now. It's really good, he whispers, and he's not just saying that because he's trying to get somewhere with his compliments. The chocolate cake is dark and moist, and Louis hates that word in any circumstance, but in this case he'll make an exception, and not too sweet, and the mint taste in the cream somehow manages not to taste too sharp or too much like toothpaste, which artificial mint sometimes has a tendency to do. Thank you, Harry. It's really sweet of you to do this for me. You said you never really learned to put yourself first, Harry murmurs, and Louis feels that warmth in his chest again, because he didn't think that Harry would remember that part of their conversation, because it happened before he got a chance to apologize, back when Harry wanted nothing to do with him. I figured maybe someone else could. Louis's heart feels like it's grown two sizes, "'the first initial thump of it almost painful. "'That means a lot,' he says quietly. "'Especially with how—' Harry shakes his head. "'That's in the past,' he says softly. "'And is it just Louis' imagination, or has he shifted a little bit closer? "'Their knees are almost pressed together, and Louis didn't think that they were before. "'I just wanted to—I don't know—thank you for the way you kept me calm on the lift, "'for giving me a second chance.' For making this holiday better than I thought it was going to be. You've consistently put me first ever since we made up, and I just wanted to remind you that you're also worth putting first. Louis can't help but smile a little bit. I've never been scolded in such a sweet way before, he teases, and Harry grins back at him, small but private. Putting yourself first is hard, he whispers. I'm not very good at it either. I didn't, it wasn't my intention to scold you, I just thought, Harry, I was just teasing. No, oh, I know,' Harry interrupts. "'I'm just... God, I don't know how to do this. I'm terrible at it, clearly.' He sounds a little upset, and Louis' impulse side prompts him to rest his hand on Harry's knee. "'From where I'm sitting, you're doing a pretty good job of making me feel special,' he admits, finding it difficult to look Harry in the eyes, though he finds it impossible to do anything else. Harry nods, blowing out a breath. Louis is relieved to see that a smile is returning to his face. "'Okay.' Harry whispers. So what I wanted to say is, since you're not good at putting yourself first, and I'm not good at putting myself first, maybe we could, I don't know, help each other? He makes a face. No, fuck, I'm so bad at this. Harry. Louis feels his skin tingle in the best kind of way when Harry gives up on trying to find the right words and just rests his hand on top of the one Louis has laid on Harry's knee. I think I might know what you're saying, he whispers back. Yeah? Harry sounds a little breathless, and Louis can't blame him, because he sort of feels the same way, especially with the way that Harry grabs a hold of his hand, tangling their fingers. Yeah, his voice cracks. I mean, I hope I do. I hope I'm not misreading the situation. You're not, Harry sounds eager now. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not, he tacks on, softer. Louis shifts a bit closer. You're asking me to go out with you, he says. Not phrasing it like a question, though he still sounds a little unsure. I mean, I hope you are. I hope you're not just asking me to hook up with you, like I did when I was drunk and an idiot and didn't realize just how incredible you are. But even if you are, I think the answer would still be the same, because I'm still an idiot and I'd never forgive myself if I didn't get to find out what it's like to kiss you, but, but I'd hope that it's more than that. That when you're saying we can help each other to learn to put ourselves first, You also mean that maybe for the next however long it takes, we can put each other first instead? So that no matter what happens, there's always someone making you, and me, I guess, the first priority. Harry's eyes are a little shiny. See, now why couldn't I just say that? He sounds a little petulant, though the corners of his mouth are tucked up into the most beautiful smile Louis has ever seen. He can't believe he gets to witness it. He can't believe he gets to be the cause of it. Just tell me that that's what you meant, Louis says softly, and Harry squeezes their tangled fingers. It is, he says quickly, not the hooking up part, though I am very much in favor of the hooking up part at some point, but the dating part, that sounds really nice. Not just here, but when we're back, I want to take you places, like, I don't know, everywhere. I want to show you my favorite wall in London. Of course you'd have a favorite wall, Harry makes a face at him. I want to take you to the movies and watch all the rom-coms on Netflix, even the ones we've seen before and can quote by heart, he continues, because we haven't seen them together and I want to know you, Louis. I want to know what you love and what you hate and what your favorite pillow is or if you have a favorite spoon. I want to know all those silly things. I want to play Monopoly with you again and figure out if you have a favorite piece and whether you play the same strategy every time. I know that's a lot. That I'm not just asking for a date, but for intimacy. But I don't think anyone's ever wanted to know me in that kind of way before, Louie admits. I thought it'd be scary. It sounds like it should be scary, but it's not. Not with you. I want you to know those things, Harry. I want you to learn all those things and then still want to learn more. I want to. I like the thought of you putting me first. It's, it implies safety to me knowing that whatever happens, I've got you to fall back on. And you're right, it is a lot to ask, but somehow it doesn't feel like a lot to offer. He's not sure that makes sense, but there's something about Harry that makes him feel so safe, that makes him feel like it's alright to be seen, and known, that way. Harry breathes out shakily, okay, he whispers, his voice thick, and Louis feels overcome with warmth, with joy with this birthday gift that he wasn't expecting and didn't even know to hope for. Okay, he whispers back. His hand tightens around Harry's. And, um, just so it's clear, I'm also very much in favor of the hooking up part. He grins a bit at him. Well, the kissing part at least, he amends. I'd very much like to kiss you if that's all right, if you'll let me. Harry smiles. I'm pretty sure I'll let you, he murmurs, and Louis is about to lean in when Harry's words make him narrow his eyes. Pretty sure? He echoes. I think I need you to be more than pretty sure, Hairstyles. He has a good inkling that Harry is just teasing, knows that they're firmly and finally on the same page, that Harry isn't about to pull back and this will all turn out to be some elaborate, fucked-up revenge for his ability to say the completely wrong thing. But still, consent is sexy. Harry's smile widens, his dimples deepening, and his eyes are so, so green that Louis finds it impossible to look away. In that case, he murmurs, his voice slow and syrupy, and Louis wants to bathe in it, in everything about him. I'm completely sure. Totally, 100%, all systems go, and Louis kisses him before he can come up with more ways of telling him how much he wants to be kissed. Harry giggles against his lips at the touch, murmuring a soft and fond, definitely sure, before kissing him back. For once, Louis will let him have the last word. This was All I Know is I'm in Trouble because the atmosphere is so cold by So I Let Your Voice Be Tamed with dashes between the words on Tumblr and We Are the Same with underscores between the words on AO3. You can find us on Tumblr at podfic-pals.tumblr.com or at anchor.fm forward slash podfic-pals. We hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.